to another episode of Faithfully Unscripted, the show that gives real-life stories on how to navigate our faith when our humanness gets in the way. I'm your host, T. Charday, and today's episode is called Faithfully Stressed. Now, I know all you wonderful people never get stressed out, and if this doesn't apply to you, go ahead and you know, stop this and go to another episode. But this is called Faithfully Unscripted for a reason. We are going to talk about the different emotions and things that we go through. And stress, ladies and gentlemen, is definitely one of those things. Now, a lot of people handle stress in different ways. There's a lot of mechanisms that you can do to alleviate stress. But we're going to talk about what it means to be faithfully stressed because it happens. It happens all the time. And sometimes it's just where you just can't seem to get yourself together, okay? And it's normal. And luckily for us, we were given the Bible (laughs) because the Bible is full of people that are stressed out, okay? And we're gonna go through some of these stories to see how they handle stress and how you can handle stress in your day-to-day life. As always, we're gonna define stress first. So when I looked up the definition for stress, It can be defined as a state of worry or mental tension caused by a difficult situation. It is a natural human response that prompts us to adjust challenges and threats in our life. And thank you, Google. It also says that everyone experiences stress to some degree, okay? So it's normal. If you have not been stressed out, I don't know if you're actually human You might want to go get that found out because everybody deals with stress in some capacity. So let's talk about stress, okay? Let's talk about it. And as always, we're going to go into the scripture first to talk about some people that were really stressed out. Now, there's quite a few people. (laughs) It was a very common emotion. So I have a plethora of examples, and I'm not going to be able to go through all the details in every story, but I'm going to give you the reference so you can go back and look at it and read it for yourself, okay? So let's talk about stress. There's somebody that I can relate to in the Bible, and I want to talk to you about Jesus' mom at the wedding where Jesus turned the water into wine, okay? If you're looking for this story in the Bible, it's going to be in John chapter 2. Now, I'm going to paraphrase this story, but go back and read it for yourself. I'm going to give you the highlights, okay? Jesus is at a wedding, okay? And back in those times, there's a particular time during a wedding where you bring out really good wine, okay? When someone gets married... You have a ceremony and the wine is a big deal. Like you're supposed to have a certain quality of wine and it's just, it just makes the party better basically, okay? So I'm an event planner. (laughs) So when I read this story about this wedding, it turns out that whoever ordered the wine or whoever was in charge, I don't know who the planner was, 
But apparently they started to run out of wine. Now, why is this a big deal? Number one, it's a wedding, okay? You don't want to run out of food and beverage at a wedding. It makes people go really angry really quick. So Jesus's mom is at the wedding and she is stressing out, okay? Not having wine is really important. Now, maybe Jesus's mom was the planner and maybe she's telling on herself, I'm not sure, but she's freaking out, okay? So she goes to Jesus and she says, Jesus, we are about to run out of wine. What are we going to do? I'm freaking out. This is a problem. Do something about it. Now, Jesus's response was basically, what does God do with me? I don't, I, this is not my wedding. I'm not getting married. This sounds like a personal problem. Why do I have to deal with this? Okay. Jesus does not seem very thrilled to save the wedding day for whoever this couple is because somebody else did not have enough wine. This doesn't sound like Jesus' problem. He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't seem to care, okay? Now, either way, Jesus' mom was really stressed out. I'm sure lots of other people were stressed out. The bride and groom, the new in-laws. I'm sure everybody was freaking out. But Jesus' mom, even though she told Jesus what the problem was, Jesus acted like he really didn't care. So what Jesus' mom does is she goes to the attendants and she says, do whatever he says. And she walks away. (laughs) So I don't know if she relieved her stress and she immediately felt better and she went on about the wedding. But what I will say about, about what she did is that she literally took it to God and told somebody else to do whatever he says, or she took it to Jesus right there and said, this is a problem. And then after she turned away from him, she told the attendants, to do whatever he says. And she walked away. And so that's how she relieved her stress. And so that's the end of that story. And if you read further along, you find out that Jesus did, in fact, do something about this problem. He told the attendants to fill some pots with water, which I'm sure they thought that was insane. And when they got ready to pour the water, it was wine. And the wine was so amazing that the attendants or the guests at the wedding said most of the time people put their good wine out first and you guys put the best wine at the end of the ceremony. That's amazing. And everybody was so impressed about the wine, not realizing that a couple moments before it was really water in all of those bases. But Jesus turned that into a miracle. Okay. So that's one example of somebody being really stressed out. Okay. Let's go to another example. Let's talk about Feeding the 5,000, <laughs> okay? Feeding the 5,000 was a whole, whole lot, okay? I'll tell you this story. If you want to learn more about this story, you would do that in Matthew 15, starting around verse 32. And here's a sum up. Jesus has been talking to all these people for three days, and he realizes that, oh my gosh, I didn't feed all these people, okay? And so the the disciples are like, oh my gosh, you're right. We haven't fed these people. Send these people home because we don't have it. I don't know how we're going to feed all these people. This is a nightmare. We have 5,000 men, okay? The number doesn't say exactly how many women and children there were, but there are definitely 5,000 men. Now, I have three boys that live in my house and my husband. 
I don't know how much food it would take to feed 5,000 men, but I know that my preteen and my teenagers and my husband, they really like to eat, okay? So talk about stress level. I would imagine that the disciples' stress level is probably at a 10,000 right now because not only did they not have any food, number one, they have a ton of people out there. Jesus has been preaching for days, okay? And also, it wasn't just men. We're thinking there are women there and there were children there as well. So what in the world are they supposed to do about food, okay? Talk about stressful. Y'all, if I'm in the car, (laughs) I have snacks in my car (laughs) because I don't like to be hungry, okay? Being hungry is not ideal for anyone. So I can imagine that these disciples are stressing out, okay? So they go to Jesus and they're like, hey, man, we didn't know that you was going to be preaching this long. Number one, can we get a heads up? If we're your disciples, you know, I would have been like, Jesus, if you're going to preach longer than two hours, let me know because I need to get some catering done. Like, let me make some lunches. Let me make some sandwiches. I would like a heads up if I'm going to be a disciple. That's what I would have said, okay? But They didn't know how long he was going to preach and he was preaching for days. So the disciples are freaking out. I would imagine that there is a high level of stress around this situation. Okay. And what is the solution for this? The solution is that God simply says to them, what do you have? And the disciples reply is, what? What do you mean? What do we have? You didn't tell us to pack nothing. Why Why do you think we would have some food, Jesus? It's been three days. We don't have any food. What are you talking about? What do we have? We don't have anything, okay? Now, as they're talking to Jesus about the things they don't have, there happens to be a boy who has a lunch <laughs> in the crowd. So this particular boy had a few loaves of bread and some fish and that's what he had so the boy's lunch gets taken away which is really not cool for the boy but the disciples say this is what we have so God says okay I want you to take all these people I want you to put them in groups and sit them all down all right so let's talk about how stressful that is do you know how long it probably took them to break up all these people into groups of 50 I'm sure that was stressful because people have already been there for three days and and there's been no type of like service food wise. So I can imagine that it was really stressful for the disciples to break everybody up. I know everybody had a ton of questions because I would have had questions. I would have been asking questions like, what time is lunch? Why y'all have this three day revival with no food? Whose idea was this? Why would Jesus bring us out here? What time is the food coming? What are you having? Are you, do you have food that's vegan? Because I'm vegan. You know, how long is this going to take? Why are you breaking up? Why are you breaking us up in groups of 50? What if I don't want to sit with these people? What if I want to sit with the people over there? Why do I have to sit down? Why can't we just stand up? I'm sure <laughs> that some of these questions were asked by this crowd because that is stressful. Okay. So the disciples sit everybody down and what ends up happening is that Jesus breaks the food and blesses it and he tells the disciples to pass the food out. And lo and behold, even with all those people, there was the perfect amount of food. Actually, there was leftovers. 
because Jesus was able to perform a miracle and make sure that everyone had food. So that is another example of a very, very stressful situation that Jesus was able to work out. And it actually turned out just fine, okay? So more stress. Let's talk about another stressful situation. The disciples were going to a destination, and this is coming from Matthew 8, okay? The disciples were on a boat, right? They're on this boat. God actually sends them on a boat. He's like, hey, let's cross to the other side. Everybody get on this boat. So, okay, if you're following God, I'm just going to say this, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but if I'm following God and God tells me to get on a boat, I feel like everything's going to be cool, right? Because God told me to do it. So they get on the boat. Everything seems fine. Jesus decides to go and take a nap, (laughs) okay? So it's cool. Everything's cool. Jesus is tired. We're all on this boat chilling. Then a storm comes, okay? And I don't mean like a little light rainstorm. I'm talking about a massive storm comes. And it is scary. The wind and the thunder and the rain. And the disciples are freaking out because it's storming. It is a big stressful situation, okay? I don't know what the deal was. I don't know how many people were on this boat. But what I do know is that if you're on a boat and it starts to storm really bad, and you're in the sea or in the middle of nowhere, that sounds stressful to me. So they're on this boat, uncomfortable, stressed out. And what happens is Jesus, our wonderful Lord and Savior, is taking a nap. He's asleep. Who does that? Who takes a nap on a boat? Like, why? Why would anybody do that? Why would anybody take a nap? on a boat. It's crazy. It's crazy. So while he's asleep on this boat, the disciples are freaking out about the boat and what's happening because it's a really, really bad storm. So what happens is the his followers decide, this is crazy. So they go downstairs or wherever Jesus is sleeping and they go and they say, hey, Jesus, wake up. What are you doing? Like, do you not hear the wind and the rain? Why are you asleep right now? This is stressful. Wake up. Like, can you do something or save us or something? Like, I think it's a little rude, Jesus, that you're asleep while we're on this boat up here struggling. It seems like you would be awake trying to do something about it. So Jesus wakes up and he says, what's wrong with y'all? Why are y'all, why would y'all wake me up by this nap for this storm? Like, what's going on? So Jesus gets up and he literally stops the storm and the storm stops just like that just with his words and everybody is so amazed because Jesus was able to stop the storm now why he decided to sleep during the storm I'm not sure but no matter what yes it started off as a stressful situation but it's something that Jesus was able to handle okay so my last example of a stressful situation since we're still talking about stress I want to talk to you guys about the children of Israel and the Red Sea situation. So for those of you that don't know about the children of Israel and all the things they went to, I'll give you just a little bit of a backstory. So Moses Moses is chosen by God to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. He goes, he tells Pharaoh, let my people go. 
Pharaoh refuses to comply. He won't let the children go. Moses is a tool that God uses to demonstrate his power and all types of plagues and all types of things happen to the Egyptians. And it got to the point finally where Pharaoh said, get out of here. Please take these people and go because y'all are doing the most and I don't even care about you guys that much. So finally, after all the plagues, Pharaoh decides to let the people go. So they start to leave. As they begin to leave, everything seems cool. Everybody's happy. They're excited that they finally get to be free from being slaves of Egyptians. So it seems like a pretty good time, right? Right. Okay. Fast forward. I want you guys to go to Exodus chapter 14 around verse 4. While they thought everything was fine, at some point, Pharaoh changes his mind. And when they look behind them, the children of Israel look behind them, they see that the Egyptians are literally chasing them down. Okay. Now talk about stress. Here we are. We've gone through all these years of slavery. We have gone through all these situations. Moses has finally got the green light for the children of Israel to leave Egypt. Okay. So I want you to imagine how stressful that must be for the children of Israel to be dancing and singing and happy one minute as they're leaving Egypt to all of a sudden turning around and seeing that your enemy, the Egyptians, are literally coming on horses and chariots to come and chase you down to drag you back into slavery. That sounds stressful for me. Now, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly how they were feeling, but that has to be a stressful situation. I'm sure they were panicked. I'm sure they were scared. Also, let me remind you too, that they are headed towards the direction of the Red Sea, okay? So they have Israel, they have the Egyptians, excuse me, the Egyptians are chasing them from looking behind. And as they look forward, there's nothing in front of them except the Red Sea. Now, if that's not stressful, I don't know what is. Not only are there thousands of thousands of children of Israel walking to their freedom, but also, I don't see a boat. There's no mention of a boat or how they're going to cross this Red Sea. And they're still walking. And Moses is somewhere way in the front, still leading them. Now, if I was in that crowd, I would be stressed. Number one, I don't want to go back to slavery. That would be my thought. And number two, why is this old man with the staff leading us towards a body of water? What is the plan? Does he have this figured out? Like, was there not any discussion on where we would end up? That sounds stressful for me. I don't think I could continue to go in either direction. I don't think I would want to keep walking ahead, but also I wouldn't want to be stuck behind me, right? Because the Egyptians are coming. So it's like, for me, that feels stressful. I, I would say to myself, okay, do you want to die of drowning in front of you or do you want to be captured by the Egyptians and go back to slavery? Those were the options. It's, it's what it looked like anyway for me. So I feel like that is a stressful situation that the children of Israel were in. And I wonder how, how did they handle that? You know, that's definitely really, really stressful. So I would say in the story, I don't want to leave you with a cliffhanger, but if you keep reading the story in Exodus, beyond Exodus 14, you will find that Moses puts his staff out and the Red Sea 
opens up and the waters open up on the left and the right and the children of Israel are able to walk on dry land through the Red Sea. It is an amazing story. You definitely have to check it out if you have not. But the moral of that story is that was definitely stressful. But God made a way and it all ended up working out. So we talked about several different examples in the Bible about stress. So I want to talk to you about some stress that I have because I am human just like you. And we don't have to go all the way into the Bible to find stressful situations or stressful people. So for me, when I think about stress, I won't be honest, y'all. The first thing I think about is money and finances. I feel like I'm always worried about a bill or some unexpected situation where I have to pay for something and I can't afford it. Now, yes, full transparency, that is something that I am working on with me being, um, I guess, my faith being strengthened in it when it comes to my finances. But bills are stressful, right? Like, oh my gosh, I feel like there's a bill waiting for me every day. It is so stressful. And even when I have a savings account and I save my money, then there's an unexpected bill. Then a kid has to go to the doctor and then something happens and, oh yeah, you forgot to pay this. So that's really stressful for me. My stress level is usually centered around finances, to be honest with you. Also, my future stresses me out, you know? Like, yeah, I'm on this podcast with you guys and I have an idea of my future, but I don't feel prepared, to be quite honest. I'm not sure you know, what if what if I what if I didn't hear God correctly? What if all this was like wrong? What if I didn't hear God the right way? What if I um mess up? What if I'm not even ready for this? What if I don't have the tools that I need? Like it really stresses me out because I don't want to look stupid and I don't want to fail. So one of my stresses in real time is, oh my God, what's going on with my life? Can I do this? You know, so my stress is centered around just feeling unprepared sometimes in some particular parts of my life and also worried about the future. I worry about the future all the time. I worry about the type of children that my kids are going to be adults. My children are going to become, am I going to be a good grandma? My kids going to get married and have kids. Are they going to be full of kindness and love? Did I raise them the right way? You know, am I going to be in good health? Like all the things, there's so many things that I worry about or stress about. And a lot of it pertains to my future. So what I want to talk to you about is your stress and how do you handle your stress? And we're going to go back to some of these examples. And I'm going to tell you the secret to handling stress. And I hope that it works for you. The first thing when it comes to stress is to seek God first. When we go back to Jesus's mom at the wedding, I don't know how many people she asked before she got to Jesus, but she took that problem to him real quick. And then she left it there. She didn't even offer to help Jesus. She said, Jesus, we don't have any more wine. Do something about it. She walked away from him. She told the attendants to do whatever he asked and she left. So that is my advice for you today. If you are in a stressful situation, what I want you to do is exactly what Jesus' mom did. I want you to take your stress to God and leave it there. You don't have to follow up. There's no scripture in the Bible that Jesus' mom comes back and says, hey, how's this going? She took it to the one that she knew could handle it. And she literally dropped this problem in his lap. She told the people 
underneath her to do whatever he asked, and she walked away. Now, that's easier said than done because life is full of stress. But I would, I would encourage you to try it. Why don't you try seeking God first and letting him handle it for you? Also, when you're in stressful situations, remember that God is right there with you. He is not far away, okay? When it comes to uh, the disciples in the storm, yeah, sure, Jesus was taking a nap, but he was on the boat with them. He wasn't far away. When it comes to feeding the 5,000, yeah, that was stressful, but Jesus was right there in the midst of that problem. And also when it comes to the children of Israel, Moses was with God and God was giving Moses the instructions that he needed. So even when you're in stressful situations, just remember that God is right there. He's right there with you and he is not going to let you fall. He won't. He just won't happen. It just won't happen. And lastly, when it comes to handling stress, I want you to do something that sounds really crazy and I want you to ignore what it looks like. And I want to bring up a story about Lazarus. This is my last example, and it ties perfectly with what I'm telling you when I tell you to ignore what it looks like. Now, I save this example separate from the others because it's really interesting to me, and I hope that it really helps someone. So when we talk about Lazarus, I don't know how much you know about Mary and Martha and Lazarus and all this, but I'll give you the backstory. So if you go into John 11, you will find out that Mary and Martha and Lazarus were a family that Jesus loved and they were all friends and it was all cool, okay? So Jesus is out and I'm paraphrasing, please go back and read the story. Do not take my, all of everything I'm saying, uh, as just word, I want you to definitely go back and read John 11 to learn about this story. That's where it starts. So the paraphrased version is this. Jesus is on tour doing his thing. He hears that Lazarus is sick. Okay. Lazarus is his, one of his dear friends. And so someone comes to him and says, hey, your friend is really sick. Now, instead of Jesus automatically going to help Lazarus, he has the audacity to stay where he is for two more days. And then he goes and checks on Lazarus. Now, Mary and Martha are at the house. You know, if Jesus was my friend, I would expect him to stop everything he's doing and come fix my problem. But that's not how Jesus works. So when Jesus gets to the house, Mary and Martha are like, where you been? Like, what are you doing? Why are you here so late? If you had been here, Lazarus would not even be dead. We told you that your friend was dead. And not only did you not come with like some type of speed or rush, you actually waited two more days. Like who does that to their friends? So they are upset with good reason. Okay. They're really upset. And Jesus looks at them calmly and he says, don't worry. Lazarus is not dead. He's just asleep. So they're like, okay, God, yeah, you're right. They're asleep. When God comes back, everybody will be woken up, blah, blah, blah. And, and But Jesus is like, no, really, he's, he's really asleep. He's not dead. It's going to be okay. So he goes to where Lazarus is. And sure enough, he tells Lazarus to come out. And Lazarus comes out of the tomb and he's alive. And it's a crazy miracle, okay? So that was a stressful situation. If you are friends with Jesus and your friend dies, and you wait two days before you come, this man's already dead. So is that stressful? Absolutely. 
But what I bring up this story, the reason I bring up this story is because I told you to ignore what it looks like when you're in a stressful situation, despite how you feel, despite what it looks like around you. You have to ignore what it looks like because God can bring something back to life. And that's exactly what he did in the Lazarus story. Mary and Martha thought it was over. Jesus knew that it wasn't over. It gave Jesus an opportunity to perform a miracle that they would never forget. So sometimes when you're in stressful situations, you should also ignore what it looks like because in that stressful situation could be the exact moment where God performs a miracle in your life and changes your life. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like it. Leave us a review. We have this episode and Faithfully Unscripted is now on all different platforms, not just this one. So please share it with your friends and family. And I hope that it will help you the next time that you are faithfully stressed.